Hey gang, it's been forever since we talked about the 80s cruise. It's still on. It's set for March 6th through 12th, 2022 on the Royal Caribbean Mariner of the Seas, sailing from Port Canaveral to Nassau, St. Thomas, and St. Martin. The bands. It's all about the bands. For 2022, the Human League, 38 Special, Berlin, Berlin to Carlisle, Morris Day and the Time, ABC, Dire Straits Legacy, Modern English, I'm Running Out of Breath, Jack Russell's Great White, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, A Flock of Seagulls, The Alarm, The Sugar Hill Gang, John Parr, and Johnny Hates Jazz. Also performing, I'm seriously running out of breath. These lists, they can't get any longer. Jesse's Girl, the ultimate 80s trivia band from New York City, and Strange Love, a Depeche Mode tribute band. And of course, the party band, Trial by Fire. Still not enough? How about the original MTV VJs, Mark Goodman, Alan Hunter, and Nina Blackwood, along with Sirius XM first wave DJ Larry the Duck. Oh, and also me and Brad will be there doing live podcasts and hosting all your trivia sessions. You can get $200 in cabin credit if you use the promo code STUCK. When booking, you must be a first-time guest on the cruise to use this promo code, and you must use it when you book. Come with us and have a great time. These are the cruises. These are the vacations that you never forget. Now on with the show. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the laughter. (laughs) The heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. (laughs) Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. It's your old pal, Brad in L.A. And Spearsy. And today, as you paw through the Thanksgiving leftovers and try to come up with the ultimate sandwich ingredients, we thought we'd revisit our series of covers from the 1980s to inspire you with three musicians who raided the song cupboard and came up with something great. Look what I got here, Bob. A Twinkie Wiener Sandwich. Your favorite. Stuck in the 80s is now listener-supported via Patreon. Join us for VIP Zoom happy hours and more when you join us at Patreon.com slash Stuck in the 80s podcast. What kind of a Thanksgiving dinner is this? Where's the turkey, Chuck? Don't you know anything about Thanksgiving dinners? Where's the mashed potatoes? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the pumpkin pie? Hey, 80s Nation. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, three days late. Some of you probably already have your Christmas trees up. But still... Okay, so now, so now I'm made to feel bad that my Christmas tree is up. I mean, that's You're just an overachiever, dude. It's it's like a, it's a Spearsonian tradition that uh, the Christmas tree goes up. I mean, I, I put it up for my mom this weekend. Now I'm putting I put it up at home. You are a good man. Um, we usually get ours the first weekend in December, so I'm not that far behind you. But the real question, Steve, when do you take it down? Right after, like pretty much New Year's Day. Oh, really? So you're around here, I think at 12.01 on 12.26, Katie is pulling out the boxes like, get this thing out of here. 
Wow, that's I mean, kind of we love Christmas. We love we decorate the house. We we have a great time with it. But like when it's over, it's over. It's out. I'll say this: it it really comes down to is there someone here to help me? Future wife will be here. Oh yeah. Until like I I, I don't know if she leaves on New Year's Day or the, or the day after. But so mm. whatever. Yeah. Like next to the last day, that'll be the day that she... Uh, That's how you say goodbye to your future wife is make her clean the house? Wow. Really sweeping <laughs> she, her onto her feet there, I, aren't you there, buddy? I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you one of, the, one of the other... I'll pull back the curtain a little bit further. Usually what happens right now is, too, when she's staying here in in Florida, as she is right now, I go to bed earlier. Because I, I for, for years and years and years, I used to have these jobs where I worked 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. So my yeah, body... So your, kind of your body clock is set up that way. So if I stay up till 10 o'clock on a weeknight, that's late. You know, she's more of a night owl. I'm more of the morning person. So the, the other trick is if I go to bed like around 10, she'll, she'll feel guilty and, and uh, clean the entire kitchen. So <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. See, the way it works here when Katie gets tired and go to bed, I do not clean the kitchen. I play video games. Here it's kitchen cleaning and Christmas trees, the Steve Spears story. I'm telling you, just I know what to get you for. Uh, I know what to get you for a wedding present, a Swiffer. Have one, but uh, you probably do. Anyway, anyway, we're gathered here today not to talk about our holiday traditions, which are fascinating. I know, but we usually cover those on our other podcast, Holiday Traditions in the '80s. Actually, I think we've talked about that about ten times, but you know, probably fifteen times. We haven't we haven't done a cover song in a long a cover song show in a long time, and it seemed like a good kind of you know a light topic when we'd all been eating heavy meals all weekend. So we thought we'd just go back to the go back to the books and see what we could find that surprised us that were covers. Can, can we talk a little bit about the Thanksgiving turkey leftover myth? I I can't remember the last time where. There was like leftover, or like I guess because it's been a long time since I hosted one. Mm-hmm. But there's, I don't ever get any leftover turkey. I, I don't. I'm not sitting here making turkey sandwiches and turkey casseroles and and stuff like that. I, I, it really depends. If you're not hosting it, then yeah. You. I mean, I don't remember ever going to someone's house and having them send me home with leftovers. Like here's some turkey to take home with you. Except maybe when I was like a rail thin, emaciated college kid, someone would have pity on me like oh no he won't eat another meal until the christmas but i mean i mean my mom my mom loves turkey so she would like i'm like i didn't know they made 30 pound turkeys she would make the biggest turkey she could and we would eat turkey leftovers until it was coming out our ears okay so we've covered that uh tune in again next week (laughs) folks when we'll be here to talk about (laughs) why steve's family makes lasagna for christmas as Brad was saying before, I interrupted him with the the turkey shout out to left field. Don't don't expect it to be the only shout out to left that's, field. That's how I'm we're feeling. feeling. It's a little squirrely. So we have three musicians, three bands, three musicians, bands, however, whatever, however you want to define, who recorded songs in the eighties that we, for the most part, did not know were cover songs. We've done what twelve episodes, I think. I, so far? I can't even count. I, I stopped counting. It's a big number. It's been a long time. In fact, every time we do this show, we're sure that we have like, oh, I've got like six new ones. And then we realize we go back and check (laughs) our spreadsheet. And you're like, no. Yeah. But don't worry. No repeats. So anyway, three this week. Light. Put it on your sandwich uh, without the turkey since I didn't get any. Um, Got wild turkey. There you go. There's that. Now we're getting somewhere. The great equalizer. (laughs) 
anyway, let me, Brad, let me get it started here before we <laughs> yeah. before we disappear down into drinking in the holidays, which is a whole nother subject. Here we go. I'm going to kick us off with Tina Turner's recording of "Better Be Good to Me." Yes, I know. You keep telling me that you love. Me. I was surprised to find out that this was a cover. I just, I mean, I know Tina Turner has done her share of covers, did her share of covers, but this just didn't, didn't feel like one to me. And I, I think I know why we'll get to it in a minute, but she took the original version and she just, her vocals just make this song a completely different place from the original. You hear it in a minute. This was the fourth single from her huge breakout private dancer, which I know we've talked about. And it climbed all the way to number five on the Hot 100 in 1984. The song or the album? The song. I think the album. I think the album was the number one album. Should have been. One of my side projects now is trying to come up with a list of 80 songs that defined the 80s. And if you're a patron, you're helping me out with the list. I got some ideas. And I'm trying to. Th- I, I'm trying to think if you get to put a Tina Turner song on the list of 80 songs, which songs? What song would it be? Would it? I guess it can't necessarily be this one if it's if it's a cover song. Um, I don't know. Um, it made it to number three on the Billboard 200 album chart. Sad. Album chart. And it was also 1984, which, as we've discussed, oh, was you know the the top of the charts were chock a block with just blockbusters. Yeah, you're right. See, but you're saying this isn't this isn't an original. No. So this was originally recorded by a New York band, Spider, in 1981, and I think that's part of why it doesn't feel like a cover so much because it's not a cover of a '60s song. It doesn't have that. It has a more modern vibe to it. This was written by Spider's keyboard player, Holly Knight, which is a name that you may or may not. If you're a songwriter geek, you you know the name. She was inducted into the Songwriter Hall of Fame in 2013. She run a, wrote a ton of hits. If you go and look at her Wikipedia page, it's just scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. But she wrote this one and also uh, Love is a Battlefield. These two stand out because they both won a Grammy for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance. That's that's where I know her name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fun aside about Spider, their drummer was Anton Fig. You know who Anton Fig was? Yeah, it was uh, with the David Letterman band. Yeah, he's part of the world's most dangerous band. He, also, I found this out in my rabbit hole research for you fine listeners. He played drums on most of Kiss's Dynasty and Unmasked albums. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. I, I do know that Peter Chris was kind of checked out yeah well, emotionally by that time kind of kind of yeah one scratches the other he's checked out they bring in someone else to play the drum parts he does the promos he's like why am i here i'm not even on the album i'm out <laughs> um and anton fig also played with the thompson twins at live aid a lot of people did uh who what, uh who else was there i forget um, i think madonna, madonna was there, and niall rogers yeah. weren't they working with niall rogers at the time 
Yeah, and that this was this at this was at the Philadelphia one, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. The the lesser of the Live Aid performances. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. <laughs> anyway, I think we should get Anton Fig on the show sometime. Call us, call us, Anton. I know you listen. Let me take over. I've got a good one, and this is one I would put to the camp of. Eh, if you, if you know your music pretty well, you probably know this is a cover, but it's still an interesting story. I feel uh, like you just gave me a backhanded insult, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> just it's it's all good, you know. I gave you the turkey. What can I it's say? True. I do like turkey. Uh, by the way, I'm also I'm also going to say this right now, and I don't care who, what people think of me. I'm just fine with stovetop stuffing. I, you don't have to make it from scratch. You know, I could eat stovetop stuffing once a week. In fact, once upon a time, I probably did, which explains <laughs> why I have to go see the doctor every three months now. But. <laughs> Anyway, like, oh, would you like some more preservatives with your stuffing? Yes, please. I just, I'm just going to continue to work shit out during this show. I just, I'm just saying, <laughs> we're, we're glad we could be here to support you in your time of need. In the meantime, here's my uh, theme song for the night. This is the Go Go's with Cool Jerk. We all know the Go-Go's. We all know that for the most part, their songs were written in-house by at least one member of the band. Yep. That's why I was surprised this is a cover. I just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's how it turns out, though. The Go-Go's put this song on their 1982 album, Vacation. They later did another version of it for their 1990 Greatest Hits album. But if you're a fan of the 60s, which if you are a a long-time listener of the show, you're probably not. Uh, there is a song you'll find that this song was originally performed by a band called the Capitals and they were a one hit wonder. guess what the one hit was? Um, uh, <laughs> burn it down the house. It was this one, this one. They were based in Detroit. They ended up forming recording, basically breaking up all in the sixties. They're one of those bands that, you know, the wonders <laughs> better to burn out than fade away. Cool Jerk, their version was released in 1966, reached number two on the R&B charts, number seven on the Hot 100. Nice. And if you've forgotten what it sounds like, it sounds a little like this. Saucy. If you're wondering, Cool Jerk, what, is, what, are, what are they really talking about? You know, set your 80s s- sensibilities or your unsensibilities aside. <laughs> um, the band that did the backups for the Capitals were, called, were a Motown house band called the Funk Brothers, which is a fantastic name. It really is. Who's playing and, the wedding? The Funk Brothers. <laughs> the All funk right. Brothers. Good time guaranteed. Per an interview that one of the Funk Brothers gave... 
The song was supposed to originally be called Pimp Jerk. The name is taking, taken from watching neighborhood pimps who would uh, go to the dance clubs but were too cool to do the dance called The Jerk like everybody else. So they would just be – so they became the eh, eh, cool jerk. Uh. But the producers of the song were afraid that you can't put pimp you know, in the title. It, were, it would be banned. You're not you going to get – yeah, you're not going to get the airplay. Explain, explain to your 10-year-old kid what a pimp is. See how successful you are then. Now you know why they're a one-hit wonder band. That being said, that being said, their version of Cool Jerk has really kind of stood the test of time. Do you remember the Cool Whip commercials where they changed the lyrics from Cool Jerk to Cool Whip? Okay, I do remember that. Yes. Lovely, lovely Cool Whip. The song appears in a lot of soundtracks. 1979's More American Graffiti, 1992's Night in the City, and of course, your your favorite of mine, 1992's Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Oh, a masterpiece. A masterpiece. Why, didn't, why didn't we salute that in our homage to New York? It's outside the outside the decade. Yes. Let's oh. talk about can – we, can we talk about outside the decade? More American Graffiti. What's the – I barely remember that movie was made. It is was it, a sequel. Is it any good? No. I mean, to be honest, I didn't really love the first one all that much. Yeah, I mean it's there's not a whole lot not a whole lot there. That's why I just wonder what they come up with for the second one. Is it just, you know, is it more of the same? I don't know. I guess I'll have to watch it myself. It's not stovetop stuffing, that's all I can say. Okay. The song itself, lots of best of lists. It's it's included in the 100 greatest rock bass performances. It hmm. made VH1's 100 greatest dance songs. And of course, it plays in the favorite movie of you and mine. Madagascar three, so oh, I love those penguins and King Julian. Oh, he's hilarious. Original King Julian, what a girls, man! I love how all the girls they love to move their body. Oh. When you move your body, you know, move it nice and sweet and sassy, right? How you would hear Cool Jerk to this day? If you ever have had a chance to see the Go Go's live, it is almost always on their set list. I mean, yeah. from. From the moment they recorded it to today, the last performance, the full performance they gave before we were shut down by the COVID, Cool Jerk makes their set list. It's just one of those things. Did did we see the Go Go's together at the Hollywood Bowl, or was that a different? No, it was group a different enthusiasts. Yeah, no, sorry. I've yet to. I hung out with them once in St. Petersburg when they were rehearsing for a show at the Tampa Bay Rays Stadium. Okay. But I've never seen them perform live. Really? No. They were fun. They were really yeah. good. They hit, they hit their spots. They were having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Good. So we got one more. Who is it? Steve, we're going deep into the archives for this one. It's The Damned with Alone Again Or. I'm going to start with the old version and work up to the damned version because I think it's just more interesting that way. And that's the way I wrote the notes originally recorded by, I don't think there's any other way to describe it. The super hippie dippy named band love, which was formed <laughs> in LA in 1965. Nice. Have you heard of these guys? 
No, uh, no, you have not. No, there were like only, the 1960s. I've only recently rediscovered Love Itself. So, oh, oh, exciting and new. They were I'm kind of the way I read it. They were like the 60s version of Oingo Boingo in that people on the West Coast loved them, but outside the West Coast, people didn't really know much about them because they didn't tour. The main singer did not like to travel, and so they didn't tour much. But they were one of the first racially diverse American rock bands. And and honestly, their influences are all over the place. Folk, hard rock, mariachi. You might have heard a little mariachi in that. Mariachi. Apparently, the album that this Alonigan or is from is an absolute critical darling. 1967's Forever Changes was a small success, a moderate commercial success, but it's on like greatest album lists all over town, including the most recent version of the Rolling Stone 800 greatest albums of all time, 180. So it's in the top half, which is, you know, not bad for a band you'd never heard of, right? So me being a Philistine and never having heard of these guys aside, let's listen to their version. It's not that different, really. It really isn't that different. Tempo's a little different. You're kind of wondering, why would The Damned cover this song? I think first we need to back up a little bit. Who are The Damned, Steve? All other of than, us, my friend. Other than you and me. All of yeah. us. <laughs> so The Damned were a, a one of the original UK punk bands. I, there's really no other way to say it. Their, their first gig they ever played was in support of the Sex Pistols in 76, but they kind of morphed after a few years of the punk stuff. They're like, oh, this is really, this is getting really tiring. Maybe we should learn to play our instruments. And they kind of morphed into more of a goth rock band. The lead singer was big uh, on a vampire look, like you wear a cape and stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. They cite love as one of their influences. Uh, to me, the reason I remember this song is it stood out on K Rock at the time because it was one of the few things I heard on that station that had acoustic guitar. And a full-on horn line. You know, you just... It's not something you heard in a lot of alternative rock songs. No, ever. Really. Yeah. This was the third single from the Dam's 1986 album, Anything, which was their last studio album until 1995. And for you people who can read and use the internet, way back in 2013, when the Earth's core was still cooling, Kevin Wench wrote about this song for the Lost and Found Sound blog feature. And he described the video thusly. You know how I like to talk about the video, Steve. The video is shot in CinemaScope and has the classic spaghetti western look and sound, with singer Dave Vanian trading in his vampire cape for a duster and a Zorro mask. He looks great. It's fantastic. Uh, Great. Combines my two favorite genres, vampire movies and westerns. And uh, mariachi. How could I have missed this? I don't know. It's... It's a puzzle to me. I can see you from where I am. I can see you, listeners. You're scratching your head like, it didn't chart. It's a cover of a song that was released before you were born. Why, Brad? Why did you choose this song? I'll tell you why. Just send $5 to Brad Williams. At- no. <laughs> uh, I just think it's a, a unique sound. I was surprised to see it on the cover list. And when I did, I'm like, oh, I want to talk about that because I think it may be the most punk thing they ever did to record something with mariachi music in the background. 
and uh, you know so there's that and also i think it's it's one in a great tradition of upbeat songs about getting crapped on by your romantic partners which you know we all love those songs right and if you want to see the damned steve good news their website is promoting a 2021 tour of the original lineup better be late 2021 <laughs> if we make it through yeah really well, speaking of crapping on, you know what I'd like to crap on next, don't you? I I feel so you can't feel do that. So, you can't do that. So feel so liberating to talk like this now. It's just like uh, like this podcast has like made the jump to PG thirteen, but we really need to make the jump to the, the seggies. Ah, the misgrafing of name that eighties tune. Um, you remember last time that we met? Uh, in these same uh, same room with the same lighting, same uh, disdain for each other. I think you misjudged the amount of disdain that I have that has grown. Okay, we were talking about Top Gun, the the movie and the book that uh, Dave uh, Baronic had written, and we offered a montage of Kenny Loggins songs from eighties movies. It's true. And if you got them all right, giving me the name of the song, giving me, me, me and Brad. Brad, Us. Brad, myself. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Language skills? I do not have them. Just use the Oxford comma and we'll be good. Uh, really? I don't know why. I, I swear to God, I'm drinking a giant glass of water right now. I, there's, no, there's no reason behind this stupidness. Stupidity? Name the song. Name the movie. We were, we're going to spot you the artist. It's the same on all five. It's Kenny Loggins. If you're one of the five we pick, you get a copy of Dave's book. So to make a long story short, to make a, a long podcast shorter, here was the montage. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Get your scorebooks out. I tried to pick some songs that weren't obvious songs, but still plenty of winners. First song, Meet Me Halfway from Over the Top. Second song, Playing with the Boys, a.k.a. the volleyball scene from Top Gun. Ooh. Number three was a tougher one, Nobody's Fool from Caddyshack 2. That's the song that just deserved a better movie. Yeah, it's a great song. It is. Song number four, I'm Free from Footloose. And here's the one that if, if people were going to get one wrong, they got this one wrong. Uh, the last song, Mr. Knight from the original Caddyshack movie. Waka, waka, walk. Why am I saying stupid crap? I'm telling you, wa- I've had water and iced tea today. I don't know. I think it people would the- like – maybe I should start drinking again during shows. Perhaps your features have formed with the change in the weather. We have a variety of people who got it right. The winners will be among these. That's right. I'm stepping all over myself. I just I feel like I just need to sit down. It's all good. You you sit down. Let me read some names, and then we'll we'll ask the computer to pick some winners for us. Okay, you ready? Okay. Fine. Okay. All of the people who got all of the correct answers are as follows: Joseph Perdue, Darren and Ukaipa, Nate Chops Johnson, Deborah RX Gator Phillips, Brock in North Dakota, Kevin Serving Wench, Todd Bro, Shan Nichols. Jason in Memphis, Michael Runyon, David in Edina, Kyle K in Arkansas, Mike in Oz, Troy in Tulsa, Sean in Tampa, Max Headlong, Mike from the Slotes, Dallas from St. Joseph, Missouri, Jeff Penne, Penne, Pen, Penny, Pen, Pen, Penne, Marine Holt, and Kevin Weber. 
Okay, so now, that was entertaining. That, that was that was that was long. So how how does this work now? I'm gonna fire up the computer and I'm just gonna feed all these little cards. I've got a name on every card. I'm gonna feed them into the computer and I'm gonna ask it and I'm gonna push the buttons and make it spit me out five names. Are you ready? Here we go. Oh, here comes name number one. It's David and Adina. Name number two. It's Troy and Tulsa. Name number three. Dallas from St. Joseph, Missouri. Name number four. Brock in North Dakota. Name number five. Here it comes. The moment you've all been waiting for. It's Darren in Yukaipa. Ah, nicely done. Yeah, good job, everybody. Glad you kept that uh, TRS-80. We knew it'd come in handy someday. You know, the TRS-80 color computer powered by the 6809 microprocessor was way behind its time. I walked right into that, didn't I? U5, send us your postal addresses and we'll try to get these uh, books out to you within the week or so. In the meantime, here's this week's much more simpler but still devilishly clever mystery clip. If you know it, email us at podcast at sits.com and tune in soon to find out if you're a winner. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. We, uh, again, this was one of those weeks where the movie montage was also the song montage. So, hey, you already know this week's answer. Well, I'm really on the top of my game today, aren't I? You're crushing it, dude. Uh, crushing it. Uh, anyway, so we'll just skip right to it. Here's this week's mystery clip. And you, you acquired all this by yourselves? Well, it was a good day, Mr. Hood. Jolly good day. If you know it, email us at podcast at com, and tune in in a couple of weeks to find out if you are a winner. Wiener. We'll be right back after this commercial break. For these delicious summer recipes from Jello Gelatin and Cool Whip in July Women's Magazines. And we're back. We have a few minutes left. Every time when I check my email in, in the morning and we got an email from Patreon saying, you know, someone else has, has, has signed on to help you guys out, you know, I smile. I just, it means the world to us that, that you're, uh, you know, willing to support the podcast after 15 years. So. We will st- we will strive to do better shows than this one to show our <gasps> appreciation going forward. I, I can yeah. always insert a lot of random extra clips right here. Welcome to, to the just, clubhouse. Just, here you go. Here's a bunch of random extra special effects clips just to make just to make amends for all the foolishness of this week's show. Brad, you ignorant slut. Drink, drink. Guys, this is scientifically possible. Oh my god, okay, Professor Hawking, tell me in your robot voice how this is scientifically possible. It is obviously a podcast time machine. Oh, you know, it's almost time for the outtake montage. Oh gosh, it's one of my favorite times of the year. Okay, Brad, who do we have to thank this week? Here we go. This week we have 
some new patrons to thank. And what Steve said goes double for me with three times as much sincerity. Oh, uh, that's, that's kind of a backhanded. You're paying me back for the Go Go's comment. <laughs> all all kidding aside, what Steve said is. 100% true, and we are very grateful to all of you for your support. This week's new Patreons we'd like to thank are Other Mark, Margaret Reynolds, Beth S., and Matt Burke. Thanks to each and every one of you from the bottom of our hearts. And it's not too late if you want to become a patron, and uh, you can join my quest to build this list of 100 uh, songs that are critical to defining the 80s sound. There's, I don't have a deadline for finishing it, but it's, it's something I want to do, and it's something I want the patrons to help me with. And uh, I'll quote you in the piece, and we'll put it on SITs.com, and we'll dance around like savages, and everything will be fine. Wow. <laughs> now I want to submit some songs. Yeah. They can't all be Devo songs. Should there be a Devo song? What Devo song defines the 80s? <laughs> yeah, brand? you have to put Whippet on there. Ugh. Isn't that technically 79? Here's the thing. This is interesting. I say 80s songs that define the 80s sound. It could be a song from the 70s. Oh, well, I, I mean, I would go with – you have to put My Sharona on the list. And yeah. that's not an 80s song. Uh, and maybe maybe pop music even. Yeah. Probably something from the Cars first album. Yeah. I mean, this goes back to our conversation, the shows. I love those shows, the start of the 80s sound. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. Anything we talked on those shows is, is fair game. Theoretically. <laughs> and Whippet is 1980, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 1980. Whip it was. I thought it was seventy nine. I could have sworn. No sir. Would have bet no, money sir. on it. Nineteen seventy nine was duty now for the future. Ugh. Anyway, we will be back soon. The holidays. Like in a week. <laughs> yeah. Stuffing or no stuffing. No leftover turkey. Lots of leftover turkey. Over consumption of wild turkey. Whatever it takes. Because Brad and myself, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the eighties. Stuck in the 80s is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash stuck in the 80s podcast. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music, and thanks for listening. Dallas from St. Tom, ugh. Dallas from St. Joseph, Dallas from St. Joseph, Missouri, Dallas from St. Joseph, Missouri, Dallas from St. Joseph, Missouri. <laughs>